Hello, boys and girls, and welcome to episode 207 of the Motorcycle Men podcast and another interview episode for your listening pleasure. Hey, thanks for tuning in and listening to this show, and of course, for listening to all of the Motorcycle Men episodes. If you'd like to help out the show, you can go to our website at MotorcycleMen.us, and there you can click on the donate button if you'd like to help us out with a singular PayPal donation. And you can also give us some feedback. Just go over to iTunes and give us a rating, all right? And while you're at it, you can send us an email to motomenpc at gmail.com, or you can go to our contact page on the website and send us a note there. The Motorcycle Man Podcast is brought to you by Tobacco Motor Wear. For the best in American-made Kevlar line, selvage riding jeans, shirts, jackets, and graphic tees and accessories, go to Tobacco Motor Wear at tobaccomotorwear.com. There is a special link just for Motorcycle Men listeners who want to order from Tobacco Motorwear in the show notes and on the website. All right, and you can also call 747-666-5741 and tell Dave and the crew that the Motorcycle Men sent you. And don't forget to use that coupon code MOTOMEN when ordering. Scorpion Helmets. For the last 15 years, Scorpion EXO has been dedicated to offering high-quality, innovative motorcycle helmets and technical apparel at an incredible value. Some of the world's best helmet and apparel designers spend countless hours developing and testing Scorpion EXO products to ensure that each and every Scorpion EXO helmet and garment will surpass user expectations. And to learn more, visit scorpionusa.com. Hey, Shinko Tires, whether if you're riding a sport bike, scooter, off-road, dual sport, or cruiser, Shinko has a tire to suit your needs and riding style without breaking your bank account. So if it's time for new tires for your bike, think Shinko. Go to ShinkoTireUSA.com and tell them that the Motorcycle Men podcast sent you. Viking bags. If you ride a cruiser, street, dirt, or ADV bike and you need bags, you need to visit VikingBags.com. Viking has a wide selection of motorcycle luggage for most bikes to suit and meet your needs. Made with both textile materials and leather, Viking Bags is the affordable alternative to outfitting your bike for short, medium, and long-distance touring. So visit vikingbags.com and tell them the Motorcycle Men sent you. Hey, the Motorcycle Men podcast is supporting David Dreamin' Believe Cancer Foundation. And if you'd like to help out and be a part of something that actually makes a difference to the people that it affects, donate today to David's Dream and Believe Cancer Foundation. Go to davidsdreamandbelieve.org to donate. Links are also in the show notes and on the website. Now, did you ever ask yourself how long you're going to ride? Not in miles. I'm talking in years. Did the thought ever cross your mind that someday you may have to just give it up? If the answer to either of those questions is a no, then you and my guest tonight have something very much in common. But if you answer yes to either of these questions, you might want to reconsider and listen to what my guest has to say. And joining me all the way from Clifton, New Jersey, uh, we have Gloria Tremontin Struck. Gloria, welcome to the Motorcycle Men podcast. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. I am so glad that I could actually get a hold of you to do this. Uh, I have many of my listeners have been chomping at the bit to hear what you have to say. So I hope you're ready to fill our ears with some wonderful information. Well, I hope I can. <laughs> I'm sure you will. So now your story has been um, one of great inspiration, but I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who don't know who you are. So why don't you, right. uh, these are the people who apparently live under a rock. Or don't ride a motorcycle, even. So why don't you tell well, us who you are and what you do? Okay. Well, there was a man one time, he put on my Facebook page, or maybe it was email. No, I guess it was Facebook. He says, Gloria, if someone doesn't know who you are, they haven't ridden very much. This is true. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, um, uh, okay. Uh, my name is Gloria Tremont Struck. I have been riding since 1941 uh, under protest. 
<laughs> Under uh, protest. Oh, my God, yes. I never wanted to ride a motorcycle, but my brother thought I should. And be, we were in a motorcycle business. And uh, he sweet-talked me into it. And um, uh, so I've had a very, very long motorcycling uh, adventure, I would call my whole life. <laughs> it's been an adventure. Sure. And you just celebrated a birthday. Yes, I just turned 94 years old. And you still and, ride. Uh, I, I ride, but I haven't had much of a chance lately because every week I'm in a different state uh, promoting my uh, book that I wrote. That's right. And um, uh, I just can't seem to get caught up when I get home for a few days. And then I'm off again. I will be. I just got back from California, and uh, I will be leaving in a couple of days for Alaska. So it just gives you an idea of, of my life right now. Well, you're a celebrity. That's why people want to know you. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, but you know, a lot of people don't know who I am, and uh, uh, I, I like this man said. You know, they probably don't uh, get around very much. Uh, however, um, uh, yeah, I've been inducted into the Sturgis Hall of Fame in 2011. Uh, that's the Sturgis Motorcycle Museum Hall of Fame. And I just got word a few um, months ago that I will now be given a Lifetime Achievement Award this year. Really? So, yeah, I'm kind of excited about that because... Um, that is something I would have never, ever expected. Well, actually, all the um, recognition I have received, I never expected. Wow. I just I just rode a motorcycle and lived my life. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, it's quite an achievement that you've ridden. You continue to ride because you have a passion for riding, obviously. Uh, oh, yeah. And that, that keeps you going. So now you, you've written this book, Glor- Gloria is the title of the book, and it, I... I encourage anyone who is a motorcyclist to get this book and and what you got to do is you got to follow uh gloria out to sturgis if you want it signed but no 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 <laughs> that's what she told me i don't no. know <laughs> i've been all over the country I and i continue to be however i do have on my facebook page an order form oh okay. and if you put on gloria tremonton struck um, you will find the order form, and I even have a special area where you can uh, put anything you want me to autograph, oh. a name and anything else, and I autograph the book and mail it back to you. Perfect. Now, your book, it reads like, like kind of like a diary. Yeah. Oh, you know, was that the intent? Well, I'll tell you, I didn't know how to write a book. I mean, I was 91, 92 years old when I wrote it, and um, I had never written a book before. So, how do you start a, a book? Yeah, I, once I upon guess. a one, yeah, <laughs> once upon a time. No, that's not good. <laughs> it was a dark and stormy night. No, that's <laughs> not good. So I thought, well, I'll just talk. So actually, that's what I did. And nobody helped me. I wrote the book myself in my own words. How long did it take uh, you to write it? Uh, I would say two years. Uh, I wrote, it was mostly by uh, memory, because I never kept a journal uh-huh. anywhere I went. Even when I went twice to Europe, I never kept a journal. So, uh, thank God I got a mo- good memory, uh, and that helped a lot. Well, that's great, because I was one, I was reading the book, and I'm going like, I'm wondering how, A, how you remembered all this stuff, or B, I'm thinking you must have had this written down somewhere. No, well, no, no so I do not. This is all out of from memory. Wow, yep. you're, you're, you're way better than I am. I can't remember what I did yesterday. Well, I can't remember sometimes things like that, too, but I remember my life. <laughs> well, yeah, this is true. Now, but your story has been a, a like I said earlier, a, a great source of inspiration for many, many people from all walks of life. But did you ever think it would come to this? No, no. In fact, uh, I have a lot of people that don't know a thing about motorcycles who love my book. And you know, it isn't only about my motorcycling life; it's about my life. And I grew up during the Great Depression. And uh, I have a, a chapter on that, 
And people don't know that the Great Depression started not only in 1929, but it lasted until 1941. It was a long time. And uh, it was uh, a very, you know, sad time. I mean, uh, everybody was poor, but that's okay, because we all were poor. And um, I tried to, uh, in the chapter I wrote about it, I tried to bring it to life about what it was like. Um, you don't read about something like that anywhere. And also I have a chapter on World War II because I worked in a war plant during World War II. Yep, and a lot of people tell me that my book has a lot of history in it. In fact, one, yeah, one reader said to me, Gloria, this book should be required reading in every school. And I was really taken aback by that because... I didn't know how people were going to accept my book. I, I don't know. I just wrote the way I wanted it. And, of course, I have 180 pictures, and each one belongs to a chapter. Wow. You know, it's interesting because a lot of times in the book you, you mention places in New Jersey uh, that I, I recall. Because I grew up in Nutley, which is not far from you at all. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. And so when you mentioned a lot of things in there, I was... It brought smile to my face, so because I'm very familiar with it. Well, I don't know what I wrote. I'll have to read it, my book again, to find out what you're talking about. Oh, <laughs> uh, but you had now you had a lot. Uh, I, I was what I was very surprised about also, and it must have been very touching for you. But there are a lot of testimonials in the front of the book. Yeah, you know, I didn't know people had that in their books. Uh, Marilyn Stump. Uh, is a, kind of a friend of mine now. Uh, I met her, uh, oh gosh, when she interviewed me one time. Uh, and uh, she was in charge of that. She collected all those uh, testimonials, and then it was put in my book. And I couldn't get over You know, some of these people in that book are famous people. And I, I couldn't write anything about them because I couldn't put extra words in. I was very limited with words in my book. Uh, yeah, and uh, I would have liked to let people know who these people were. And um, uh, I never knew they felt that way about me, uh, which is very surprising. Um, and, and, you know, sometimes when I'm just in a blue mood or something, I, I read them, and it makes me feel makes me feel like I'm worth something. I, I, you very definitely are. You're an absolute treasure. Um, yeah. But let me, let me ask you, though, why were you limited in, in words with the book? I, I, I got this impression that if you, were, if you were permitted, this book could have been 500 pages more. Oh, are you kidding? My son said, Mom, your book is going to be about four inches high. <laughs> 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 but it's true. I left a lot of things out. Uh, if I didn't think they were especially interesting, uh, we go to these big rallies all over the country, and we do, uh, you know, the same things. So unless it was something special happened during that time, I didn't put that in that year, you know. Uh, so I try to keep the book interesting. I didn't want it to be boring. Well, you probably have enough information for another book. Oh, yeah. Okay. When you gonna when you gonna start that one? <laughs> well, everybody's asking me, and I say never. Oh come hey, on! <laughs> you have to realize I'm 94 years old. Yeah. Oh my God! I can't put another two years out of my life into a book. I would love to. I have a couple. Yeah, I have a little bit at a time. Well, you do sit on you you do sit on airplanes from time to time, right? Well. I don't know. You know, you have to be in a mood. To, you know how many times I wanted to quit that book? Oh, really? Of course. It was not easy. Wow. See, I would have never uh, thought that. Every word that I put in that book was thought about very seriously. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, like I said, I, my heart and soul went in that book. And you did a fine job. I, I actually... I really, really enjoyed reading it. And I was kind of sad when it was over because I wanted to read more. Uh-huh. Well, a lot of people read it several times because they don't want to miss anything. And, uh, yeah. And uh, lots of times um, I read some of it again 
because being I wrote it from memory, I could never write that book again using the same words. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? Every word was thought about, and, you know, I wanted to make sure it was the right word to use to describe something. Um, everything is true in that book. Sure. And that's one reason I wanted to uh, write it myself, because I have been interviewed for newspapers, magazines, uh, radios, and all over the country, from all over the country. And lots of times they put something in wrong, oh, something yeah. that I supposedly said, and it was it wasn't the best that could have been, and I did not ever say such a thing. So right, sometimes they like to embellish, I guess. Yes, I yes. This book has no embellishments. It's all fact and true. And um, well, I really enjoyed. It. I tell you what, though, you must have enough pictures to fill up a book of its own. Oh. You know, I still got pictures laying all over my house because I went through thousands of pictures to pick those out. And well, there you go. There's your idea for your next book. Don't make it a word. Make it a picture book. Oh my God! And you know that would be unbelievable. I have pictures taken with so many different people. Yes. Uh, yeah. And uh, I, I was just in uh, where the heck was I? I was in Virginia uh, just a couple of weeks ago. And Eric Estrada was there, you know, from Chips. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I have a picture of him uh, with me. I have a picture with Max from Dancing with the Star. I have I have pictures like with Josh from uh, uh, what, uh, Moonshiners or something like that. Moon oh, okay, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. I have pictures with uh, Jay Leno. I have picture. I have pictures with so many people. So there you go. See a picture book. A Gloria Tremont Struck picture book. Oh, my that God. That would sell just just as many, if not more, than this one. Well, are you going to come and help me write it? Sure, why not? Let's, ah. let's do it. Come on. Ah. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't know. I, I feel bad because I wish I was younger. I I have so much so much to tell. And that not only that, but a lot of women want to know, what's my secret? Yeah. How do I have so much energy? How do I... They claim, I, you know, a lot of people think I'm about 70 years old. Uh, and, you know, what do I eat? What do I do? I, I, um, you know, like a health book, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Senior citizens, people yeah. your age or maybe even younger, you're a great inspiration to them. I, I imagine you must be meeting with a lot of these people. Well, um, yeah, but uh, I'm not a typical 94-year-old, you know. I haven't, I haven't started going to bingo games yet or, or knitting. Or <laughs> <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> I'll, I'll wait and do that when I get older. Yeah. So I'll tell you, let's, 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 talk, let's talk motorcycles. Now, tell, okay. tell us about your first exposure to motorcycles. All right. What do you want to know? Well, when did you first get exposed to motorcycles? Oh, well. Uh, yeah, what age but, was that? What year was it? Well, you know, I was born in a little apartment behind my father's motorcycle shop. Wow. Lexington Avenue in Clifton. How convenient. I've lived in Clifton all my life, still live there. Uh, that's only 14 miles from New York City. And I was with motorcycles from the day I was born. Um, I had only been on the back of a motorcycle once when I was 10 years old. Mm -hmm. My brother took me around the block. And then when I was 16, he said to me one day, I'm going to teach you how to ride a motorcycle today. And I looked at him. I stamped my foot. I said, no, you're not, because I don't want to ride a motorcycle, and I'm not going to do it. Well, my brother sweet-talked me into doing it, and I've been riding ever since that day in 1941. Wow. Now, people don't know how to calculate without a calculator right. today, <laughs> you know. But if you figure 1941... This is 2019. Yeah. So I have been riding like 78 years. That is amazing. Wow. Yeah. Uh, uh, many people out there hope that that is their case. Well, everybody's trying for it now. And, yeah. And I'm so, <laughs> and I enjoy so much hearing that. Uh, I have a lot of people tell me they figured they were going to quit riding when they were in the 65 or 70. And when they met me and or read my book, they're going to keep on going until they can't go anymore. Right. Absolutely. Why not? Yeah. So they tell me that I inspire them. 
And then, you know, I actually, I tell people, you inspire me. I can, I can yeah, understand that. Yeah. So now your first motorcycle was a an Indian, correct? Well, yeah. But, you know, at first, I used to just borrow motorcycles from the shop. Yeah. I rode all kind of motorcycles. The uh, English bikes were just starting to come into the country. So I rode a lot of English models. I rode Indians, Harley. But I bought my first motorcycle um and it was an army job uh it was a um indian pony which pony was like 350 cc right and uh, it had a post cylinders mm -hmm. and it had um, a shaft drive it was shaft driven no chain wow now 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 you you told me earlier that nobody can find any record of that particular model motorcycle right they well antique uh the guys that are you know collectors of antique bikes and so etc they tell me there was no such model and i have to almost argue with them i says look i bought the motorcycle i rode the motorcycle I know what I was riding. <laughs> right. Did you talk to uh, Mike from American Pickers? I'm sure he would have told you. Well, I know Mike uh, from American Pickers, and um, uh, yeah, he's a friend of ours also. Like I said, there's so, much, so many people I've met that yeah. are, are kind of famous, you know. Um, and um, no, I haven't really mentioned that. Uh, I probably will see him in Sturgis maybe this year. Um, I don't know. I, I, that's where I usually meet him. Hey, when you see him, mention it because he's a big Indian guy. Yeah, yeah. He loves him Indian most. So he, he would probably know. So what was the reaction among your peers and, and your family when here you are riding a motorcycle? Well, I give my mother credit because don't forget, my father got hit by... A car making a left turn in front of him in 1928 and Yikes. died. So I, my brother did 12 different kinds of racing, hill climbing, ice racing, and everything else. And my mother had a sign for him because he started racing when he was 16. Wow. And I, I give her credit. I give her credit that she never stopped my brother and I from doing anything uh, when it comes to motorcycling, and it must have been very hard for her. Yeah. She was left a widow at 27 uh, with two young children, and it was devastating for her. Yeah, I can imagine. She was crushed, yes. Wow. But she... But like I said, she always, uh, she never discouraged us, I should put it that way. Now, when you had that first, that Indian pony, how, how often did you ride? Well, you know, it's like anybody else when they first start riding. Um, I rode around, you know, locally, and but I didn't keep it too long. Yeah. And then I bought a 1941 Indian Bundle Scout. Ooh. Now, that one, I started to go further. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I started doing a lot more riding too, and um, and then after the war, the war ended in 1945. I'm talking about World War II. Yeah. Um, they hadn't, you know, didn't make uh, motorcycles for public use during the war. It was all for the army. Right. Um, so after the war, 1946, were the first models that came out, and I knew, well, my husband came home from service. I didn't know him. He just came to our shop to buy a motorcycle, right. and because he had one before he left, but he sold it, you know, before he left uh, in service. Mm -hmm. um, so I had about, I had a decent motorcycle. It was very nice, nicely kept and all. And so he wanted to buy it, and I figured, well, the 46 models are coming out soon, you know, 1946. Um, yeah, okay, I'll sell it to him, uh, which I did. Well, I knew my husband five years before I dated him. <laughs> there you and, go. And, and that was because I had an accident on the way home from Daytona in 1953, and um, I couldn't ride for a while. Right. And before you know it, I was dating him uh, <laughs> and uh, well we got married in 1954 but anyway uh so then uh you know i bought i bought a brand new 1946 indian chief but you know something i should have kept my old bikes because that indian chief don't forget that was the first one made after the war right that would have been a good model you know to sell sure and um yeah my old bikes I, they, well i had seven bikes that were kickstart and I knew how to kickstart. Uh, 
And when I see these antique uh, motorcycle club guys kicking it, kicking it, kicking, I, I, I want to, you know, tell them how to start a bike, but I, I don't want to embarrass them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you could tell them how to start it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there's a certain procedure you have to use before you turn the key on. Um, yeah. I can imagine there is. I've never started, a, I've never kicked a bike before. Well, I had seven bikes I had to kick, and I wasn't collecting them. I, they, they just came as the years went by. I owned them, you know. Yeah. Uh, so that was my three Indians. Well, t- now tell us about this shop that your dad had. Now, was that was he an Indian dealer? No, my father was a uh, Excelsior Henderson oh, dealer. Okay. Yeah, with the Super X machines, and and um, uh, then my mother became because she took over the shop after my father died, and uh, she became an Indian dealer in the thirties and forties, and okay. and then when she retired in nineteen forty seven. My brother took over as a Harley dealer, and the business is on Interstate 80 in New Jersey yes. on eg- at Exit 12, Tremonton Harley-Davidson. You know, this is how dumb I am. I had been to Tremonton Harley-Davidson a-, a-, a couple times, and I never did the link between you and that. That's how dumb I am. Well, on Lexington Avenue or up in uh, Hope? In Hope. Oh, in Hope. Yeah. Okay. So it's still going on. My yes. nephew owns yes. it, and it's 104 years in the motorcycle business. What 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 shop can say that? Yeah, yep, 104 years. Well, I I don't know. There are a few in this country. Yeah, uh, just very few that yeah. are over 100, and and but they uh, some of them weren't. Uh, Owned by the same family all that time. Right. Yeah. So now you've had you've had Indian motorcycles now, and now all of a sudden, so you do you're doing all this long this riding, and you're getting into this long distance riding thing. Oh yeah. What was your first long distance trip, and did you do it on an Indian? Well, you know, I went like to Laconia on the Indian. I went to uh, Ohio. I went to Pennsylvania races. But I didn't call those long distances. You didn't? Um, no. Uh, to me, you know, it was like the next state, you know, like Pennsylvania. And, well, uh, Laconia is a little further. But that, to me, wasn't long distance. Because when I say long distance, I mean long distance. <laughs> and that that's all I do now. I go to Sturgis. I ride to Daytona. And I write to Motor May Convention. Wow. However, since I have my book out, I have been traveling by plane. People bring me in by, you know, they fly me in. Uh, or I drive my car because I have to take cartons of books with me. Yeah. And so I'm so anxious to get back to maybe doing what I love to do. Yeah. <laughs> it must be frustrating for you. If you're sitting on an airplane, you're probably thinking you'd rather be riding a motorcycle. Well, I'll tell you, I'd rather be riding anything than being in a plane. I, can, I agree with you 100%. <laughs> I totally agree with you. So now, yeah. so to you, a, a 300-mile ride is not a long-distance ride. Oh, God, no. 300 <laughs> miles a day? Oh, that's a waste of time. That's a waste of time. That is funny. No, that's my daughter and I do at least 600, and even more, 650, 700. Yeah, and a couple of times, uh, we've done 835 miles one time from Davenport, Iowa to Wyoming. Uh and the next, uh, and coming back from Daytona one year, we did 850 miles. That was a 16-hour ride. Right, and you know Daytona's in what March? Yeah. So, oh, oh my God. Yeah. So when you get back here to Jersey, it's a little chilly. And I have nothing heated. Yeah, I know. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what? Well, ba- so way back when. What was your first long tri- distance trip, and where did you go? Well, it was um, I had a chapter about it. It was uh, to Canada. Yeah. Now Canada is only about four hundred miles to Montreal. Right. That's like going for milk, right? Yeah. But I went first out to Ohio to visit a friend, Motor Maid, and spent a little time with her, and then told her I was going up into Canada. So she said, "Well, I'll come with you." So she put a little dog in a little basket behind her, and uh, she also was riding an Indian. Uh, at that time, though, I had a Harley. Okay. And uh, we left, and we went up to uh, Buffalo, New York, and um, over to Toronto, Canada. And then from Toronto, we rode to Montreal. And uh, I have a, 
chapter on that trip. Yeah. A lot of things happened to us. Yes, there was. And, um, yes. And, um, uh, so that was my first long distance trip. Uh, and from then on, I was just, the further the better. Right. So the bug bit you at that point. But with that, yeah. with that first long trip to Canada, did you ever feel that you, that you were in over your head on that trip? No, I never, I, I, I could ride. I, nothing bothered me. I was never in over my head. So, th- so that's when your love of long distance riding pretty much began at that point. Oh yeah! In fact, I don't ride in New Jersey because I did all that. You know, I went to all kind of poker runs and dips and oh, that sure, and yeah. the other, and um, uh, I, I, you know, I I did all that for many years, and I wasn't interested in that. I loved my long distance, and now I don't have the time to ride much. But my long distance that I love. Now, when was your first introduction to the Motor Maids? Uh, well, my uh, sister-in-law, my brother's wife, had been a Motor Maid. And uh, she, did, she didn't stay in very long, just a couple of years. But she, uh, I believe she joined maybe, uh, see, the Motor Maids started in 1940. Right. I think she joined about 1942. And when did you join? And she... Yeah. Well, I joined 1946. I started riding in 1941, which I should have joined right then. But I do things. That's the way I do things. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Takes me a while. Yeah, I guess. Now, you're you're still a member of the Motor Maids, right? Are you kidding? I'm the longest uh, member uh, and the oldest one still riding. I'm the the, the uh, I belong to the Motormaid seventy three years. Wow! Since nineteen forty nineteen forty six. Wow, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now, now you ride to the conventions every year, right? Oh yeah, but you know, after fifty years in the Motormaid, you don't. It's not required that you even own a motorcycle. Right, but you but you just do it anyway. But but I haven't stopped. I haven't stopped riding yet. Um, so. But this year, I had to fly. Oh. I never flew before, uh, but I had to fly because I had to get back home, which was, you know, I've been home since uh, Sunday. And I got a couple of days to try to catch up on different things. And then I'm leaving for Alaska. And I didn't have enough days to ride back to New Jersey from California. So I had to fly, wow. you know, before before I'm leaving for Alaska. Yeah. Wow, that's a shame. Yeah, and right now I should be getting ready for Alaska, but instead I'm sacrificing my time, and I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> now, is that meant to make me feel bad? <laughs> yes, makes you feel very bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you took the time out to talk with me. This is very special to me. I really appreciate it. Uh-huh. Now, now you have a whole chapter in here in your book about the motor maids uh-huh. um, and all the conventions. Do you have the, a most memorable convention that you went to? Oh, my gosh. They were all so great. And, of course, they were far. A lot of them were far. You know, Arizona. I was in Arizona a couple of times. Yeah. And I, I've been in the, in the U.S. states many times over. Yeah. But our conventions, um, yeah, we had it all over, you know. I, as far as a favorite convention, I can't, I can't recall. Uh, I like the ones that were in Arizona. Oh, I bet, yeah. I enjoyed those. Yeah. And you rode to those, right? No, you rode to all of them. Yeah. I, I always rode to conventions, but it's just now with this book and all that, I, I, I haven't been because yeah. uh, I just don't have the time. Every week I'm in a different state. Because you're so popular. People just want to meet you. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, so I'm kind of committed to that right now. I have books to sell, you know. And then when you when you do your second book, it'll be even worse. Uh, don't don't <laughs> encourage me, will you? I know. I'm starting trouble. I'm... No, I even have a children's book in mind. In fact, I wrote it in about a half an hour. 
I rode it in about half an hour. Well, there you go. Well, they're perfect. Are motorcycles involved? Uh, in a way, yes. In a way. Uh, yeah, I need a uh, an illustrator. Okay. But that, that yeah, I, my daughter read it, and she said, Ma, this would make a great children's book. So, yes, I agree. It would be a great children's book. Well, there you go. So, so let's talk about motorcycles. Okay. All right, so now your first was an Indian. Okay. Right. And when did you make the move to Harley-Davidson? Well, when my brother became a dealer. And that was in, when, 19, well, what year was that? 1947. But, no, I was still riding my, my uh, 1946 Indian Chief. And, and then a few blocks away, some guy was parked on the right in the car. And he, when I got up to him, he U-turns right in front of me. I didn't even have time, I don't think, touch the brakes. Because uh, he did it when I got up to him. And, uh, you know, kind of ruined my, my boor bike. The forks split and the... Yes, I see the picture in your book. Yeah, and that windshield there, you notice it comes right to a point. Yeah. And that point, that point went into my eyelid and it was like a, a round piece of flesh hanging out. Ooh. Uh, it almost put my eye out. Well, I'm glad it didn't. Yeah. And, I, you know, I, I didn't go down. I, I, I didn't go down. By looking at the picture, they couldn't fix it, obviously. Well, uh, uh, yeah, I guess they could have <laughs> fixed it. I don't know. But then, you know, my brother... Uh, that was in 1949. Yeah. So my brother was already a Harley dealer. So, in fact, everybody kidded me about that Indian because my brother, when I first got it, he put he, he turned it into Harley controls. Did he really? You know, yeah, because, you know, the Indian controls were just the opposite, you know, from a Harley. And uh, so he had turned it into Harley controls. So when I got my first Harley, I... I was already used to the change, you know. Oh, so what was your first Harley? Uh, the one on the cover of the book. Oh, the... 1950. Oh, really? 1950. Brand new 1950. Wow, it's a beautiful bike, too. Uh, it was tw- tw- yeah, 1200cc it was. And uh, it, was, uh, it was a great, great bike. I love it. It's one of my favorites. of so the 14 motorcycles I've owned, it's still one of my favorite bikes. And the next year, the first time I ever rode from Jersey down to Daytona, the next year was on that bike that's on the cover my book. Wow. Yeah. So you've owned 14 bikes in your life. Yeah. Wow. And and that Harley Davidson was probably your, is your favorite. Well, my brother was a dealer. I got a brake when I I had to pay for him. I didn't get him free. Oh, of course not. Yeah, I understand. But I got a, a brake on it. You know, I got a dealer's price. So why not? Right. So now, what do you ride now? I have a Harley um, Heritage Softail Classic. Nice. What year? Uh, it's 2004. Okay. Uh, like I said, I don't ride too far, but the three, some some years, the three rides I do, Sturgis, Daytona, and Motorway Convention, brings it up to close to 10,000 miles or a little over. Yeah, I have a Heritage. Oh, you do? I do. Yeah, mine's a 2003. Oh, Nope, that's what I got. That's what I got. Oh, I, yeah. I love the the bike. I love it. The Heritage is a great bike. But you know, being see the on the cover of my book, I was almost five for five at that time, and now I'm four foot eleven. What'd you do with those inches? Well, I'm getting closer to to the ground. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, my only problem with that bike is I love the way it handles, but I can hardly reach my kickstand even though it has an extension on it so i have a problem picking up my kickstand uh well (laughs) the the solution there is don't get any shorter well and i only weigh 118 pounds and people will say you know you know especially guys they say isn't that bike kind of big for you I said, well, I used to ride the biggest Harleys there were. Yeah. You know, uh, the electric glides and all that. I, you know, I always had a uh, uh, Harley, you know, being my brother was in business. But, um, yeah. I, I like this. I like the soft tails much better than the uh, the touring models. I just, I think they're more comfortable. Well, I yeah, I used to have the touring models. But like I said, I'm too short now. And I, and of course, at my age, uh, I don't know if I could still handle the bike that big. Uh, maybe I could because it never bothered me at all whenever I rode. Now, you, you in your book, you said you owned a Sportster, and, and I recall to you tell, tell me you hated it. Oh, please. <laughs> well, <laughs> listen, I used to ride the biggest Harley there was. Yeah. Now, t- give me a reason why I didn't like the Sportster. Well, probably because it was small. Yeah. Didn't you have fun with it, though? And it's not a traveling bike. Well, back then, no. I always traveled. So you didn't do any long rides on the Sportster, huh? So, it... it 
You know, I always tell people, you buy the bike according to what use you're going to want from it. Yeah, exactly. If you do long distance, you need a different bike. Yeah. If you're just going to do mostly local stuff, you need a different bike. You know what I mean? You got it. Yeah, no, I get you. Yeah. So that was, you know, the biggest bikes were what I wanted and needed. Yeah. That's what I needed. Uh, so, you, so there's no, there's no sports during your future anytime soon, right? What? <laughs> okay, I'll take that as a no. <laughs> I think you better change the subject. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so now, now I understand your daughter rides with you. Your daughter Lori, she rides with you, right? Yeah, yeah. She's got the big, big bike. Yeah, yeah. Now, does she go on? Or she, she go on the Daytona runs, Sturgis, and the convention runs with? Oh yeah, yeah. She's been riding with me since nineteen ninety six. No kidding. Oh wow. Yeah, that's great. She's been going with me wherever I go. She goes. But you guys have you guys have different riding styles. Uh, she likes to take the interstates, and you don't. No. I like interstates when we're in a hurry. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I love the old roads because they are what I used to ride years ago before the interstate. Yeah, that's true. And I just love being on those old highways. Uh, but uh, no, 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 it isn't. I don't like interstates. No way. Hey, we got to get places fast. Now, I understand your granddaughter just got, she got her license not too long ago as well, right? Yeah, yeah. She she came, uh, she rode with me to Sturgeon. Oh, wow. Uh, the first first month. Yeah, this is what happened. My daughter and I were leaving for Moncton, New Brunswick, Canada for the Motorway Convention in 2000. Uh, 2000. I was 90 years old. What year was that? Uh, 1925, 25, 90 years. Years old. That was okay. in 2015, and uh, uh, she had taken a class. Uh, she didn't have a motorcycle, and we're leaving mm -hmm. on Saturday. Me and Lori. Well, she comes home with a motorcycle from Tremont uh, on Wednesday. She practiced two days and left with us on Saturday from Moncton, New Brunswick, Canada. Oh, that's awesome! Wow. So between that trip and three weeks later, the same month, she's with me on the way to Sturgis. Uh, she put on over 5,000 miles the first month of her riding. And what kind of bike did she get? A Sportster. What was that about long-distance rides and Sportsters? Well, she, she got, I guess, uh, I don't know, I haven't inquired, maybe, you know, the cheapest bike she can get. Uh, but anyway, when we got to Sturgis, she had a, she bought a seat um, cushion. It's sure. special yeah. for motorcycles, you know? Yeah, because... <laughs> I <don't> know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. One way, you know. Uh, <laughs> well, that's great. Does she, does she still travel with you guys to the uh, to these places? Uh, no. She right now she lives in Florida and she's got a baby. Oh. And yeah, so her motorcycle's sitting in my garage. Does it need to be ridden? Uh, no, I, I don't care. <laughs> I'm gonna ride it. <laughs> no, I'll tell you what. Uh, uh, a sports right now, because of my height, is kind of high for me. Yeah, they are a little high, yes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, therefore, you know, I have no inclination oh, to okay. ride it at all. So, listen, you went, uh, you, you did a European trip with your own motorcycle. Oh, twice, yeah. That was my dream. That was my dream. Uh, when on the cover of my mm -hmm. book, when I was twenty five, that was my dream to ride my motorcycle in Europe. I never heard anybody say they wanted to ride a motorcycle in Europe because they didn't even right. ride in the U.S. It, people didn't tour the U.S. at that time in nineteen fifty. Uh, once in a while, you found somebody who went took a trip, but very seldom. It was mostly all local riding or just within sure. a state or two, you know. Nothing, nothing really far. Well, was it a real hassle to get your motorcycle, your your big Harley, from here to Europe? I didn't take that. Uh, uh, my on one trip, my son rode my uh, Harley. He came up from Tennessee, so he rode my uh, Harley because I had um, at that time I had a Daytona Special. Um, a uh, what the heck was the model? Uh, there were only uh, I think fifteen fifteen hundred made or seven hundred. I don't know. Um, uh, it was a Daytona Special, and um, <clears throat> I was hoping to sell it over in Europe. So my son rode that, and I was given a, a Yamaha by a friend of mine oh, who had okay. Alzheimer's, 
and could no longer ride. And it was a brand new bike. It only had 500 miles on it when I got it. And I took that to Europe twice. I took that to Bend, Oregon, because my son mm-hmm. came up from Tennessee and he rode my Harley. I came with me to Oregon. And um, I rode that to California. Is that the v- Virago? Yeah, Virago, yeah. Right, my brother had that. Uh, 1100 cc. Nice. You had this bike over in Europe and you're riding around. How, how was the trip? Was that nice? Well, you know, if you never never rode with my son, uh, you know, he's yeah. used to riding by himself. So he doesn't give signals what he's going to do. And um, several times wow. I almost hit him. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> And, uh, no, 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 he's a good yeah. rider, though, let me tell you. But he had me going uh, in places that, uh, I don't yeah. know, I follow him anywhere, you know. And one time, uh, we, we were riding on a nice little country road in Europe, and then we cut he cuts off uh, onto a path. It was full of rocks. I don't mean little rocks. I mean big rocks. And he's yelling at me, Ma, watch you don't crack the crankcase. I said, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> You know, and and I'm following him. I follow him anywhere. I'm so stupid. But anyway, and then finally it turned to grass. And when we got to the top of this big, big hill that we were on, uh, below was the whole town of Innsbruck, Austria, spread out before us. Yeah, I bet. It was quite a sight to see. Wow. That's very nice. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, Glenn is a very good rider, very good rider. And, uh, so you've been to Europe twice, though. Yeah. Wow. And both times you rode. Well, I wasn't. I wasn't satisfied the first time. That was not my dream trip. Uh, the second one, we went by ourselves. First one, I had a, a tour guide. Second one, we went by ourselves. We had no plans made. We didn't know where we're going, what we're going to do, what we're going to see. Nothing. Just perfect. Blind. Got on our bikes and rode. And we rode like 4,000 miles in eight countries. Oh, wow. And that was my dream trip. Nice. Then I wanted I wanted to go back again, but he couldn't get away. He was busy and all that. And, uh, oh, wow. I love riding in Europe. Love it. So now you've been making annual trips yeah. to Daytona, yeah. and you ride every year. Oh, my God. I haven't missed, I don't think in 35, 40 years, I haven't missed the Daytona. But before yeah. that, I was raising kids, and then... My husband started a business, so lack of money. And uh, but in the beginning, I used to go every year. I, I used to watch the races on the beach when the they they yeah. had the beach course. And uh, yeah, that was way back. Because Daytona does happen in March, and we both you and I know what the weather's like here in New Jersey in March. It's extremely unpredictable. Oh my God! Yes. Coldest. Now, how did you manage the weather leaving New Jersey by your motorcycle? Well. Um, we have been very fortunate, Lori and I, um, because I have, well, back in 1951 was my first time to Daytona. And on the way back home, it, it was snowing <laughs> and the roads were not cleared off way back in 1951. They didn't clear the road, especially down south. Down south, they didn't right. expect weather like that, you know. But um, so it was all slush and snow, and um, I rode like three hundred some miles in that. Really? <laughs> and when I got when I got to New Jersey, it was dark, getting dark, and I called my mom up. I was afraid somebody's going to hit me because all I had was a little tail light. And I called my mom. I said, "Mom, I want you to come uh, and and ride behind me with the car because I'm afraid somebody's going to hit me." So she came down. Newark, and she says, uh, you're not going to ride that motorcycle another <laughs> foot. I said, Mom, I rode 300 some miles in this mess. I just have 13 more miles to go home. She said, park it. <laughs> so <laughs> I had to leave it at a service station for a couple of days till the roads got cleared and, oh boy. and pay, you know, the guy something. And uh, So tell us about the, the Clorox bottles. Oh, um, yeah, you know, uh, my son, that was his idea. Uh, actually, I think it was his friend's idea. Uh, he cut a Clorox bottle in half and he taped them to my uh handlebars to cut the wind because i have nothing heated and of course uh you know my daughter has the big fairing you know that sure. covered her up pretty well yeah uh, you know protecting against the, the cold and i just have the heritage which is just uh the reason i like that windshield is i don't like a a, a fairing because i can't see the front of my uh, bike the wheel I want to know what I'm riding on. No, sure, yeah. So I like the clear shield, you know, yeah. that I could see. 
Um, so anyway, what was I going to do? I So anyway, he, he put the Clorox bottles on to cut the wind. And um, when I got down to Daytona, there was a, we were at an old-timers breakfast, which yeah. we do every year uh, down at Port Orange. And um, I had, you know, parked my bike there, of course. And then after the breakfast, uh, I came out. When I came out, there was a man standing by my bike wondering, who owned this New Jersey bike with these Clorox bottles on the handlebars? And um, you want to know something? Mm-hmm. That's the first time I met Thad. Thad came from California, and I got to know him after a number of years. We have been friends for, like, I think about 17 years, maybe. And when he he, he met me, you know, because he was wondering, who owns this bike with New Jersey plates, you know? And it was me. So, uh, like I said, but uh, the 7th, uh, July 7th this year, my birthday, Yeah. he rode from uh, uh, Thousand Oaks, which is above Malibu mm-hmm. in California. Right. He rode uh, up to Lake Elsinore to spend my birthday with me. Aww. He calls me very often, you know, on, check on me. A uh, nice, nice fella. I mean, uh, he's about the same age as my son, you know, mm-hmm. but nice, nice guy. And when he came, when I saw him up there in Lake Elsinore, I couldn't believe that he really drove all that way just to see me on my birthday. Well, he had to wish you a happy birthday, and that's important. And I'll tell you, that's how many, that's how the people are that I meet. That's amazing. They're just great. Yeah. Yeah. So now, with the Daytona trip, before Interstate 95 was actually complete in there, how did you get down there? I used to ride 301. 301's a great highway. I still, I still like 301. Yeah, because you bypass all that Baltimore, Washington, D.C. My my daughter, my daughter likes to go through all the mess in Baltimore. Baltimore, Washington, all the tolls you have yeah. to pay and everything else. I love 301. Yeah, I can, I can understand that. Yeah, it's a much nicer ride. So we go our way. Yeah, so it, it doesn't add that much more time. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I love 301. That was the way I used to go. So let's talk about Sturgis. How many times have you been there? Oh, my gosh. My daughter and I have ridden there uh, 2002. We passed, we went to Sturgis, but it was not during the rally time. Right. Uh, we were on our way to California. Oh, okay. And first we went up to uh, state of Washington, Oregon, and then we got to California for a convention, the Motormate convention. Yeah, so 202, so it's now 19. So 17 years. So it'll be 17 years, yeah. Wow, and you ride out there every year. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm in the Hall of Fame. Right. Uh, in 2011, I was inducted into the Sturgis Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. and this year I'm going to receive a Lifetime Achievement Award. So that is... Now, was that induction into the Hall of Fame? Did, did you expect that, or or was that how did how did you react to that? I I never expected anything. I have been awarded. I I still am amazed at at all the recognition I have received. You know, when I wrote that book, I should have put in there that all those trips I took, everywhere I went, whatever I did, I never did it for recognition. No, I just that was just living my life. Yeah, and. You know, sometimes people do things just for recognition. Oh, sure. But I never, never had that in mind. And all this recognition, it's almost like I'm saying to myself, why? Do I really deserve that? Uh, You know, it's hard for me to fathom uh, all these uh, special things. And I'm thankful. I mean, I appreciate them but it's so hard for me to um what can i say to you know yeah well you know like i said you've you've been a great source of inspiration to a lot of people and you know 94 years old and you're still riding yeah so you should be proud of yourself for something like that that's amazing yeah well i still have a goal mm-hmm. when i'm 100 i want to do a cross country on two wheels I'll, i would love to do that with you well there's a couple other thousand people that want to do it too with me <laughs> So now you've been inducted to the AMA Hall of Fame. Yep. And you got the Sturgis Hall of Fame. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, 2016 was the AMA Hall of Fame. Yeah. Wow. That must have been something, too. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, you know, it's so hard for me to believe because don't forget, I never wanted to ride a motorcycle. Yeah. And look what look what happened to me. Look where it got you. Yeah. So now you also got an award from the Motor Maids. No. I thought oh, I thought I read somewhere in your book that you got uh, a, a awarded. Something no, no, for... no. I got the fifty year award. Oh, okay. Fifty year award. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Anybody who has been in the Motor Maids for fifty years, you get a beautiful plaque. Yeah. And I, I have mine sitting in the museum in Sturgis. I have uh, downstairs in the museum. Uh, it's a lot of things to see downstairs, but a lot of people don't know to go downstairs. But that's where I have my, uh, several of my, you know, my uniform, my white boots, my a plaque for 50 years in Mona Major. So. Do you still ride with the white boots? Yeah. You do? Because I said there's a picture. The picture on the back of your book uh, shows you riding your, your heritage yeah. and you're wearing your white boots. Yeah, that's when I was, that was when I was 90 in Daytona. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome that you still wear the boots. That's great. Yeah. So how many events each year do you ride to? So you, so you got Sturgis. Right. Daytona. Right. The Motor Maids conventions. What else do you go to? Well, once in a while, maybe something, you know, not not really. I just love my, my long distance. And like I say, I don't know anybody at my age who's so busy as I am. I'm just a very busy person. Well, that's good. Yeah, busy is good. And I don't mean going to bingo games. Oh, no, no. I wouldn't expect you at bingo at all. When I when I get old, maybe I'll do that. <laughs> when you get old. See, I love that attitude. <laughs> I love that attitude. <laughs> So where are you off to next? You're off to Alaska. Yep. No riding involved with that, right? No, just book signing and meeting and greeting and meeting people. Every week I meet people from all over the country. Yes, I love it. You're uh, you're you're good friends with uh, Pat Simmons and his wife. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, Pat Simmons is a guitar player for uh, the Doobie Brothers. Yes, yes, very good friends with them. Yes. Do you ever ride with them? Uh, I rode with Chris already. She rode, uh, we came back from our convention in Cody, Wyoming, uh, and uh, we rode, like, it was almost 700 miles that day to Mitchell, South Dakota. Wow. Uh, and that's where she was staying with uh, Laura Clock. Uh, Laura Clock holds records on the Bonneville Salt Flats. Oh, really? Speed, yeah. So, yeah, it was Laura, Chris, me, Lori, and Athena Ransom. She's from Florida. She's a woman bike builder. Okay. Yeah, so it was the five of us. We rode back uh, from uh, Cody, Wyoming to Mitchell. Now, Chris does the uh, cannonball run every year. Which oh, is, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And she finishes, yeah. too. When are you going to do it? Yeah. And mo well, no. I, if I was younger, I would love to do it. Um, she, uh, she rides mostly a 1915 um, Harley, uh, but... Some, a couple of years, you were uh, allowed to ride later bikes. And, Lori, you know what year she's riding this year? They're having, uh, it's not a, the cannibal, but it's, what do they call it? The cannibal chase. Oh, 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 just the chase. It's not the cannibal. Okay. Um, and that's going from Michigan to Key West. And she's riding what year, Lori? 28? I thought it was later. Uh, they tell they tell them what years uh, the bikes can be. Yeah. But uh, but the other about three times she rode with her on her 1915 Harley. Yeah. So now I'm I'm, look, I'm looking through your book, and at the, with the very last few pages, you have some you have some things. You have uh, some axioms. You've got some safe riding tips. Oh, those safe safe riding tips. Oh, yeah. Buzz Cant Buzz Cantor wanted to use it in his. Uh, Monthly magazine. He has oh, really? three magazines. He he owns three. One is uh, American. Lori, what is Buzz's book? American Art, and then Bagger. I think one is one, and then the other one's uh, I don't know. But he owns three, and so he used it in American Art. The whole page. The whole page he used. That's great. Yeah. You also have uh, you also have a thing called the Nevers personal oh, observations. Please. Oh, please. Can, can I read one of them? Yeah, but the best one, Lori wouldn't let me put in. <laughs> I bet it was the second one. No. No? No, I didn't put it in. No. Oh, you didn't? Oh. No. Because there's one here about never unknowingly ride your motorcycle on a major interstate highway in full display. Oh, oh please, please. Don't, 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 don't bring that up, okay? Okay. Let I'll, them buy the book. Let, let them, them buy, buy the book. The book. <laughs> 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 I, I, actually, I actually got a big kick out of that whole section. 
Uh, but yeah. the numbers, that was very entertaining. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. So do you have any, can you tell us some tips briefly? Oh, uh, wait, let me get my book. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what I wrote. <laughs> but they're good. They're good tips. Yes, your safe riding tips are great. You wear protective clothing. Oh, yeah. You know, yep. Keep alert to what's going on. No, you know. Uh, motorcyclists have to remember one thing. Mm. Uh, they have to keep their eye all over the place, even behind them. Sure. Because if somebody's on their tail, they should get out of the way and let that person go. Right. Let them pass you. Yes. Because that's very dangerous. Um, I know women who have been hit from behind yep. and suffered great injury. You know, because I, I don't know why people do that. They just... I guess texting or, or looking at their cell phones or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, probably. And yeah. Uh, you also write in here, uh, concentrate only on your driving. Right. Exactly. If you can't keep up with traffic, move to the slow lane. Right. Which I agree. I couldn't keep up with you, I don't think. Uh, well. Um, but anyway, the book is really fantastic. I, I highly recommend, if you haven't read the book, anybody should get this. It's a great book. And when you do book number two with all the pictures, you got to do the picture book. <laughs> You have to do the picture book. Oh, no, I can't go through all the pictures. They're still laying all over my living room, you know. I haven't got time to put them in albums or anything. They're all mixed up and everything else. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy. So how can people learn more about you? Uh, try to ride with me. <laughs> try to ride with you. <laughs> yeah. Are you going? To, are you going to? Uh, you're going to Sturgis this year, right? Uh, well, we're going by car because uh, I have to take cartons of books with me that's, oh. that's yeah wherever i go i'm taking cartons of books with me you know why don't you get somebody else to take, take cartons of books and ride uh well i don't know who would want to do that i don't know if you ask somebody they might want to well you i know some people trailer but uh i would think a person would want to ride their bike oh absolutely i know if i know if I, i've never been to sturgis i know that if i do go to sturgis i'm going to ride the whole way yeah Good, good. But uh, you are going to be going to Daytona next year? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Have you ever gone to Myrtle Beach Bike Week? Uh, no, I haven't been to that one. I think it, uh, 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 when is that one? Cause I, that's, in, uh, that's in May. Because uh, uh, we met a, a bunch of, a crowd of them one time because we were in Daytona off times uh, to see the Cannonball. No, I, I think that was September. There was something going on, though. South Carolina. Well, there is a there is a fall there is a fall thing that they do in yeah there. yeah yeah maybe that was it. So you do have a Facebook page, uh-huh. and that's uh, Gloria Tremont and Struck on Facebook. Yeah, and that's an order. There's an order form. Just fill it out. Okay, and uh, mail it in with a check for twenty five dollars, and there's no charge for the autograph. Just there's a section. They put their name. Or there's somebody else's name. A lot of people buy these as gifts, you know. Oh, no kidding. Uh, yeah. And uh, anything you want me to write, I will be very happy to autograph. Wait a minute. Our daughter's talking to me. That's what? okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the book is 25 but it's $5 shipping because... Uh, I have to pay the post office, and the book is over a pound. So sure, yeah. I have to pay that, and then I get a special envelope that costs me $2. It's waterproof, and it's also bubble. Oh, there you go. So, uh, yeah, so the $5, uh, sometimes it's even a little more, uh, but I, I only charge $5, okay. you know. Because sometimes, uh, I don't know why, but sometimes the book costs a little more to send. Uh, maybe too much scotch tape on it or something. I can't understand. <laughs> too much scotch yeah, tape. Yeah, it's the same book. Yeah, it's no, the same yeah. book, you know. Well, it's a zip code of where it's going, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, you know, but I yes. So I, what I what I need to do is I need to come to Clifton so you can sign my copy of your book. Well, uh, why don't you meet me in Sturgis? Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, right now, right now, my, my bike is my bike is broken right now. Why did you break it? I, well, I didn't break it. It was running fine, and then all of a sudden starts making all kinds of noise. So right now, as we speak, the bike is on the lift right now. Oh, really? Yeah. So I, got, I'm gonna, I'm, I have to start. I'm going to start taking it apart this week. 
and we're gonna find out what's Uh-oh. wrong. Yeah, Uh-oh. so hopefully it'll be because I'm supposed I'm supposed to ride to uh, Key West in November. Oh, are you? Yes, I am. Well, that's a nice ride. You want to go? Yeah, I yeah I've been to Key West several times. Yeah, that's a nice ride. So, uh, uh, any closing words for the unmotivated rider who just doesn't want to get out there, or people who want to ride more? Well, yeah, you know, maybe they don't have an adventurous spirit. But there's so much to see in this country, uh, especially out west. There is so much to see, so much history and everything. So plan even once to go out there on your bike, and there's nothing like it. You will have memories forever. It's very hot in the summertime, over 100, 108, 115 maybe. But that's what makes memories, you know. Sure. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, um, I'm about to ask you, did you do Rolling Thunder this year? Yeah. Oh, good. How was that? Was it good? Yeah, and it's supposed to be the last one, uh, but uh, Trump says no. It's not going to be the last one. Good. So I hope he can do something about it because excellent. if anybody can, it would be him. Good. And we'll see you there yeah. next year, correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good. It's a, it's a regular for us, yeah, because we, we meet a lot of our friends there. That's why these long-distance trips... We meet sometimes only once a year, certain people, and it's at the destination. Oh, sure. So we we have friends from all over the country. In right. fact, even from other countries. Yeah. And uh, and that's where we meet them. You know. Well, yep. Gloria, I want to thank you very much. Don't go anywhere. I want to talk to you a little bit afterwards. But I want to thank okay. you very much for being on the podcast. You've been absolutely wonderful, and I know my listeners are going to absolutely love hearing your voice. Well, thank you so much. Okay, thank so you. you ride safe out there, and we ho- hope to see book number two sometime soon. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gloria, thank you very much. Okay, bye-bye. Thanks for joining me and Gloria Tremontenstruck here on episode 207 of the Motorcycle Men podcast, where we talked about her long career as a motorcycle rider and her love of two wheels. All right, to learn more, you can go find Gloria on Facebook. Just search for Gloria Tremontenstruck. On Facebook, and you will be able to order the book right from there. All you have to do is click on the circle of her profile picture, which is the order form, download it to your computer, print it, fill it out, and send her that with your payment, and you'll get an autographed book from Gloria. Now, don't forget to tell her also that you ride a motorcycle, or if you don't, all right? Additionally, I will put the order form on the Motorcycle Men website on the homepage, and you can also download it from there. Uh, links will be in the show notes and on the Motorcycle Men website as usual at MotorcycleMen.us. Hey, listen, don't forget to check out all of our fellow podcasters, YouTubers, bloggers, and vloggers whose links you will find on our links page. All of these media outlets, many more out there, do great things to promote and encourage our sport and passion. So, from Tim Buck to Chris the Joker, Justin Shoes, and me, Ted, wrong way, your host. Thanks for listening to the Motorcycle Man podcast, where we say stupid crap so you don't have to. Enjoy your ride, kids. 